Hello, everyone. This is your host, Akil Jabbar, and welcome back to another episode of SaaS District. In today's episode, we'll be talking about how to drive more revenue with an outbound sales team using a paper lead, paper meeting model. Today, we have our guest, Stan Rumkovic, joining us. Uh, Stan is the CEO at Orapa, a platform that helps you find top sales talent and get more sales calls with the right clients. Stan's biggest dream is to be able to provide startups and companies a way to get more sales calls and introduce the gig economy to the sales world. So welcome, Stan. Super excited to have you on our show today. Yeah, very excited to, to be here also. Thanks, Akil, for the warm intro. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so for those of people who don't know about you, don't know about Arapa, I know you recently launched. Uh, what's the story behind launching Arapa? How did you encounter that op- opportunity? And what's the, the problem you're really looking to solve in the market? Great question. So basically my story um, started over two years ago. I was running a lead generation agency helping Y Combinator startups, digital agencies, get more sales calls. And we, I used to run a service, a productized service where we would uh, basically send out cold emails um, to potential prospects of our clients. I've been doing this for over two years, but at some point, every client asked me, hey, can we do a paper meeting model? Because, you know, uh, retainer is good. We are getting uh, ROI on this, but I would really want to have this flexible model. And this wasn't an option for me because I had to pay payroll and, you know, my, I, I had a five-person team to deliver on the, on the, on the promises on the, and to bring the ROI to the clients. So I decided, okay, Let's do a marketplace where we get folks like I used to be, um, because I was a sales rep once upon a time, and I was doing a part-time work exactly like this. I was basically doing outbound sales as a part-time gig. Uh, So I decided, okay, let's launch a marketplace because I'm pretty sure that there is a ton of other startups that benefit from having more sales calls and having a bigger pipeline in general. So we launched a company um, or a marketplace August 2020. So it's quite a new project. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped doing any agency work. So our focus is on this and we've been growing very quickly. We see some great success with it also. Nice. So it's only been you know just over two months now. Um, and I know you mentioned you're a big fan of, and so am I, building and launching pre-sales uh, or pre-selling your SaaS company using no code. I'm assuming you're, it looks like you're using something like uh, Webflow um, and then to deval- validate your demand. How did that look like? What was the process for you in launching Arapa? Can you share what was like, you know, the total cost to build it? How long what was the time frame to build it? And what were the results? So if other founders are, are considering doing something similar, they have an idea what actual, you know, what it looked like. Yeah, so basically my framework that um, I know so I, I don't feel that it was successful in the in the past, but actually work in this uh, in this project for this project is I always try to sell before I build it, and so basically I send out a couple of I mean uh, I, I think I have over over a hundred cold emails, pitched the product, booked a lot of calls. Uh, for a span of the week and mm-hmm. try to sell it on the first call. And after f- first week or so, I had a couple of sales. Then I decided to keep going for another week or so. 
And after that, I, I gathered, I think, about 10 sales. It was a yearly subscription, 300 bucks, um, up to 500 bucks. And with 90-day money-back guarantee saying that, okay, if this don't, won't work, I will refund you the money, but I really want that upfront payment from you. Mm. And then I, once I had customers, I tried to tackle on how the hell I'm going to build it. So mm. I glued uh, Webflow, Airtable, and Xavier and built a marketplace on it, right? It was pretty simple. I think I built it in uh, from the design to to the f- sort of semi-final version. It took me about 12 hours or so. Um, you know, the cost of this was basically a Webflow subscription, um, Zapier subscription, and Airtable is free. So I think it's less, it was about 40 bucks to get started. Nice. And that, so 12 hours, about $40. And uh, you made a bunch of phone calls pre-selling it. What was... Uh, what were the, what were some of the clients that you know? What were they saying when you were calling them, and how were you pitching and saying, "Hey, I've got this service. Did you already have the website before, or was this even before you launched that that you know the twelve hours process?" No, so I, I was extremely upfront with it, uh, mm. saying, "Okay, I don't have anything. Basically, it's mm-hmm. it's I'm working on it. Um, it's it's in the process. Uh, we will launch it in a couple of weeks, and I just want to give you a heavily discounted price." For a year, uh, yearly subscription. So you got them to sign up for a yearly subscription. What were you doing to validate? Were they actually giving you the credit card and, and uh, you know subscribing at that point? Or? Yes. Oh, sorry, I ma- I forgot about uh, member stack. I used mm-hmm. member stack to manage all uh, the um, the user management and uh, the payment system for Stripe and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. So nice. it was also a service. Uh, that I, I tried. Cool. And were they, uh, you know, when they were signing up for you, were they, you know, anticipating that they would have to wait? Because I'm assuming you didn't have a, you know, qualified sales rep at that time, you know, trained, ready to go. And then you said, okay, it's going to take a few weeks, but I'll give you a discount. I'm, I'm assuming that was the conversation. Yeah. So I said that uh, it will take a, probably a month to, to ramp up. Right. That's why I'm asking for a yearly subscription. So you won't cancel after the first month because it will take time. And that's why it's heavily discounted. I think I offered like 60% discount or so. So it was wow. very, you know, um, ha- half the discount. That's awesome. And what are some ideal companies? I know it's only been two months and then you also had a few other pre-sales that you've seen have better success with Orapa and uh, your approach to the sales process. And how do you know if it's a viable solution for them? Who should be looking at this platform? Um, and, and a question on top of that is, do they provide the leads? Like are typically the companies providing the leads to these sales reps and then they're setting up the meetings or does the rep also source their own leads? Um, so the best success we've seen uh, with, with our platform, are com- so the companies need to know who they are selling to, uh, right? Who is their dream customer? And they need to know, they need to be sure sort of uh, of the value proposition that they are going to lead within that conversation with the prospect. Mm. So it's quite a not best solution for a startup that is just starting out, hoping to get first sale. But if you know for a fact that if you meet with, I don't know, CEOs of tech startups and you are able to sell uh, one deal out of, I don't know, 10 or maybe five meetings, 
it's a perfect fit for you. Okay. And in terms of how leads are generated, you don't need to provide any leads uh, to the reps. Um, we take care of that as a platform and to help get started sales reps, booking more meetings and help them earn additional cash. Uh, we take we take care of lead generation for them. You know, uh, I've been in business, lead generation business for a couple of for two years now. So uh, I know sort of how to get the leads and we are using many different data providers to um, streamline the process and just to help out sales reps so they can only focus on executing the campaigns and the outreach itself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, leads is everything, right? It's the life and blood of any company. Um, and also a company in order to succeed, especially, you know, uh, who have that sales engine and uh, or trying to build a sales team is, you know, they always want to grow and exceed their sales goals. But, you know, it starts with sourcing, you know, high quality, qualified, qualified leads, right? Otherwise, you can have all the best lists or the longest list, but if it's not qualified, you know, you're wasting your time. How do you suggest the sales rep or startups to find those uh, targeted clients and make those calls at scale and, you know, be efficient as well? So I think that you can easily get started without any data providers. Uh, just you going out and looking for companies and contact details. Uh, mm -hmm. It's doable, of course. It will take time, but it's the best solution if you're on a tight budget and you want to just get started. So a um, few ways that you can... You need to find sort of a lead pool, right? Where your the companies that you want to reach out to, they hang out. So mm -hmm. for example, if you want to get in touch with... Uh, SaaS companies, uh, the best way is sort of to get get on, I don't know, G2 Crowd or Captera and just get all the companies that are there. Then find the right person from LinkedIn and then find the email of, I don't know, many different tools like Hunter or Dodio. Mm -hmm. And that's the process to sort of get started. Once you hit certain scale, you can, of course, invest in data so it gets more streamlined. Um, to, to really hit scale with it, right? But mm. if you don't have scale, it's really important to do things manually uh, so you can um, so you can find that uh, maybe leaks in, in, in the whole process. Mm. Is there any tools that you recommend that, that you really like? So you mentor Hunter, you know, LinkedIn, you know, you look at G2 Crowd and, and Captera, you probably scrape some of that and, and pull their data. Anything else that you like to Yeah, use? so uh, the... Perfect tool for me that basically does all of the things that uh, we want in an outbound sales is Apollo.io. I have <laughs> tested many different email email sending tools for cold email, and this is one of the best ones out there. And they already have the data in the platform. And for me, as a European, it's extremely important to have reliable data. Um, because not every big data providers, they have data in Europe. So mm. this is one of the best tools to have the global reach that you are after. Agreed. Yeah, we actually used it in the past as well. I, I love using it as well. So yeah, super. Yeah. it's great. So from an outreach process, so somebody trying to build it or, or expand their existing sales outreach process, what are some things that you know the sales rep can do to improve the results in terms of you know the quality of the of the prospect, uh, the response rates, and getting more bookings from the prospect? Is it, you know, more detail and customized communication strategy? Is it using more automation? Is it just more volume pushing through that that uh, that uh, outbound process? Or what do you suggest there? 
I, it's it's all of those things that you mentioned, but mm. in the right balance, right? Uh, so the best way to really stand out in the prospects inbox is to be different because then you are standing out across many different messages that they get every day. So the practical tip from my side here is use some cartoons, be funny, right? Um, it will definitely stand out. Um, you can use video if you, if you feel like it, but if you want to hit scale, um, just use personalized cartoon and they they were great. They're funny and they are different. Mm. And so my sort of rule on how much time you should spend on one prospect is I just less than five minutes or so, mm. right? If you, if you already know how to sort of go after those prospects yeah. and you want to personalize a couple of messages for one prospect, you shouldn't, you shouldn't really spend much time, right? If you can't, find any valuable uh, insight that you can mention and make it relevant to the conversation that you want to start, just mm -hmm. move on to the next one, right? Mm -hmm. um, of course, this tip does not apply if your market is extremely small, like a couple of hundred people, then mm -hmm. you should really take time and make sure that you sort of reach out to all the people and dig deeper and spend more time on one prospect because you are limited. But And if you are have a lot of prospects in your uh, potential prospects that you can reach out to just sort of move on and because have only some game. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's a number. So you, you suggest cartoons. Yeah, I've, I've heard the video process as well. People recording custom videos for each one. or um, So you like the cartoons. How often are you following up as well? Like what is your, are you doing a three times, five times or seven times? How annoying do you uh, I, So I think it's seven times, right? But uh, it's really... Uh, so I like to do a first message that, that is just text only, right? It's extremely short, like two sentences or so. Uh, so it's, it's, it's different because it's very short. Um, then second message, I like to do a cartoon with a follow-up. And after that, it's really the returns are diminishing. So um, I like to keep it like between six, seven. Nice, nice. And in terms of hiring the sales reps themselves, so you guys have obviously a curation process because you want to filter good people who are going to actually drive results for some of the clients. What are general some characteristics or skill sets that you look for, you've seen um, to find high quality performers in, in sales rep? And then how do you match that, the right rep with the, you know, the right uh, client, right? Because I think there's a balance there, making sure they understand the, the how, to, how to present their product, right? So um, how... So what are the key sort of characteristics of best sales folks that we have on a platform mm. as really be able to figure out stuff on their own? Mm. So they already, for example, we have a, an onboarding call with them, an interview before they jump on, jump on the platform. So uh, the best sales that we I've got, uh, they basically know everything before we even jump on a call and the call is just strictly to sort of, you know, chat about other stuff than business. So those are, if you, if they are coming prepared to your meeting, they will probably be prepared to uh, take on the job because mm -hmm. if they are able to figure out most of the stuff on their own, um, they will do the job way better. Right. And also, um, they will probably try to sell themselves. Uh, to you, even if they sort of they they, they don't know about it, uh, they will try to sell themselves just just a little bit. 
those are the, the, the two tips that I can give out. Okay. And uh, you're able to select and choose, right? You, you know, you can, I guess, kind of interview a couple of them and you decide who to work with or, or how does that typically work? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So once company joins on the platform, they post a gig uh, saying, okay, who I like to meet with, what are my value proposition? Uh, companies also try to sell the vision and the mission of the company to the sales reps so the sales reps get excited. Mm. And once sales reps, you know, apply to companies gig, uh, then you get to uh, speak to with them on the short interview. And after that, you can pick, pick your favorite rep to go nice. about and get some sales calls. Mm. And from my understanding, you're, the way you compensate these sales reps is by how many meetings they actually book or qualified meetings. Right. And I think there's always a challenge there, right? Because sales reps are driven by, you know, they, it's nice to have some kind of base, a lot of them like that, but they'd be, you know, willing to forego some of that if the compens, uh, the commission side is a lot larger, typically. Um, how, how do you, what have you seen that works well in terms of how you manage aligning incentives, right? Because you have, you have to properly compensate them to, you know, for, for team that, for startups that want to build the sales team without providing a base salary. And then you're providing a paper meeting approach. And then are they giving it, what are they typically paying for a paper meeting? And then are you providing commission, you know, with or without, what do you see has worked well? So we, as a marketplace sort of right now get sales reps that already work in sales Okay. and they do work on the platform as a, as a part-time opportunity, right? It's mm. after hours and the weekends. So they sort of have this. Uh, this basic means covered by their day job. And they only use this to sort of grow, get additional income, and be able to, for example, put awesome companies on their resumes. Mm. And in terms of like, how, what's the price per meeting? Um, the usual price per meeting is between 50 and 200 bucks. Sort of the starting point is $100 per meeting. Uh, the more enterprise and the more harder it get the meeting, the more expensive it is. Um, those are the, uh, the key things that uh, sales have to take a look at because sort of for them, it's important to spend little time and get a lot of results, meaning meetings. Yeah. Uh, so they get paid based on the results. They can spend one hour setting up a cold email campaign and get a couple of meetings back rather than... Uh, smash the phone all day and not get any meetings. Makes sense. Um, and then when you're trying to build, you know, so if, if I'm just starting off, I'm a startup and maybe, uh, you know, obviously I want to get a lot of leads. I want to get as many meetings as possible. Should I be hiring, you know, just a one rep or, um, you know, what does that process look like? How many reps should you be looking for to work with your team? And then how do you clearly define a qualified lead because a lead or like uh, for the sales rep and the client, because I feel there might be a, uh, you know, a client may say, yes, this is what I want. But then when it comes to it, they'll say this, is, this wasn't, they get on the call and then they say this wasn't a good lead but from the sales rep. It was a good lead, right? So I think you should always have two person uh, because then you can decide, okay, this is not working because I did something wrong or mm. it's not working because this person is not fulfilling on the promises or they're just not able to do it. Um, so if, you should at least try for two, two people working on sales for you. And in terms of like uh, how, the league, the, how the qualification process looks like, um, I mean, it's, 
I like to think of it, of it of this way that it's company's job and responsibility to set the criteria extremely, extremely clearly. So the sales reps have no exactly what to look for. Uh, right. If you say that you want to get in contact with startups in B2B space with 10 employees, it's sort of a very broad uh, targeting and you may potentially want to sort of dial it down saying, okay, they have one head of customer success or they have uh, this amount of employees in this sort of department or yeah. they already hiring someone from this department. Uh, so add those buying signals to really make sure that this the company makes sense. You can also mm-hmm. give some examples of good leads and bad leads just based on the websites. For example, if someone is not having a modern website, that means they probably don't care about stuff that you may potentially be, be solving. Yeah, makes sense. And one thing I, I've seen with marketplaces similar to this, you know, we've had a conversation with the, the previous CEO of Upwork. Um, and also some other, you know, folks as well who built marketplaces like Steve, Steve Buckrose from Verblio. And one challenge I think with this model is that after that first meeting, they see a little bit of success, and they could possibly hire the sales rep off the platform. How do you guys, you know, manage that and control it to, to make sure that doesn't happen, or if you could? So that's a problem that I think uh, it's not a problem yet, but it will be in the future. So. Um, I haven't been able to really solve this uh, because I didn't have the need to solve it. A couple of things that I think may uh, solve this problem is, for example, a structured security system for them Mm -hmm. or a great community of sales reps that help each other out to really make sure that the the rep is staying in that community and Mm -hmm. not going somewhere else. But in the end, uh, if they want to hire them, that's great. We may potentially, you know, uh, sort of make a deal with them. Uh, but yeah, that, 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 those things come to my mind right now. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a challenge, but I'm, I'm assuming you'll figure that out. There's a couple of things you could do there. Yeah. Um, so kind of just kind of wrapping this you know, interview up. What, what are some, I want to hear kind of from a personal side, what are some of the best resources that have helped you throughout your entrepreneurial journey, throughout, you know, from the lead gen to building out this model? Has there been you know, specific people or books or mentors you'd say has been most influential to you and your success? So in terms of like uh, thinking big and really not uh, caring much about uh, the day-to-day grind, I think that my first million podcast is great. Mm. The some, uh, some car and Sean don't remember his last name, but they have a great podcast that really, you know, there are two dudes and trying to make things work. And it's really being, you know, mind opening for me that uh, it won't be perfect every day. It will be hard. And I got to somehow make, make my way up. That's sort of best resource for this. And in terms of like books, um, the hard things about hard things uh, by Ben Horowitz. That's that's one of the greatest books I've ever read. Yeah. And in terms of like what to do and for how to make the outreach more uh, converting, uh, I think the old videos of uh, Alex Berman on YouTube. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the, those one really teach me, uh, taught me 
uh, on how to how to do outreach and those the ones that those videos helped me start my agency. Awesome. Well, we'll put a link to some of those on, in our show notes so people can check that out. I, I do like the hard things about the hard things. One of my favorite books by Ben Horowitz or Andreessen Horowitz. Um, cool. And uh, you know, this is a question I like to ask people. You know, who've been through the journey. You know, I think things change over time. What does uh, success mean to you today? So I think success for me, me is basically working on the problem that I'm deeply excited about mm. and just making things work out in the end. That's sort of my success. I just want to work on good, good things and uh, surround myself with great people and potentially build a great company in the process. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's what we're, we're all aiming for, right? That's combining those three things. Cool. And uh, so I know you're providing a, a discount for our audience today. So for those of you who are looking to check out Orapa, um, Stan is giving us a discount specifically for our audience. You get 30% off. Uh, just enter the code district, right? Is that correct? Full, full yeah, uh, district. district. Cool. So put that in today. I think it's only for this month. Um, so make sure you guys take advantage of that. Um, for those who want to get in touch with you, how can the audience get in touch with you, learn more about and uh, trying out Orapa for their own startup? So um, the best way to check out Orapa is to go to orapa.co um, and to get in touch with me. I'm pretty much active on Twitter, LinkedIn, and you can send me an email at stan at orapa.co. Awesome. Thank you so much for jumping on, Stan. I really appreciate it. And this was great. Yeah, great, great, great chat, Akil. Awesome. <laughs> all right, cheers. Thank you all for listening in to this episode and joining SAS District today. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe for future episodes where we interview top leaders in the SaaS industry. If you're a SaaS company looking to grow and unlock the true value of your business, get in touch with us at horizoncapital.com. And myself or one of our consultants will provide a free assessment to help you get there and hit your goals. If you have any feedback or suggestions for this podcast, please DM us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Horizon Capital and help us improve our content for you all. Thanks again and hope to see you on the next one.